0: Welcome to another episode of the Walk Podcast. My hope is that this podcast will help you answer any questions that you might have about the Bible, what it means to have a relationship with Jesus, or any other issues that you might face in your walk with Christ. With that being said, let's dive right into this episode of the Walk. The Bible can be intimidating, there's a lot of pages. A lot of words and names we can't really pronounce, and uh, just a lot of information that might not really make sense to us. And so, a lot of us, if not all of us, have been confronted with the question where in the Bible should I start? Whether you're a new believer and you're being told that you should start reading your Bible to learn more about God, or maybe you've been a Christian for a long time and You've read certain books of the Bible and certain chapters and verses, but you don't know where to go next. Today, we're going to be looking at some tools and some information that will be helpful when asking ourselves, what should I read? And I think the first thing we have to do is realize that the Bible is not just one book. It's not just one book. Although it has cover to cover and you could read it that way if you want it to, the truth is that the Bible is a library. And when you walk into a library, I know not many of us do that anymore, including myself. I think the only time I ever go to the library is to vote. (laughs) But if you ever walk into a library, you can see that there is a lot of different authors and there's a lot of different genres. And sometimes the selection, what you choose to read, is based on uh, the genre and the author that you are receiving that book from. And the same thing with the Bible, there's different genres. You know, looking into the Old Testament, you have the books of the law, you have the books of history, you have the wisdom literature, uh, you have the prophets, and uh, depending on uh, what you read will actually affect how you interpret that, how you actually apply that information to your life. So maybe the first step for you is determining what genre you're looking to read are you looking to read more about the law of moses and what god kind of intends for for living and what it means to live in righteousness maybe you need more information about the history uh, the history uh, that is described and revealed in the old testament uh, and god's people and what kind of led up to the incarnation of jesus which happens in the new testament uh, a lot of the prophets and what is described in the prophets uh, actually won't really make sense unless you read the books of history. So maybe uh, to have a deeper understanding and uh, really insight and application from what you read in other parts of the Bible uh, will come from reading the books of history. So that's maybe where you need to go. Maybe you need to go to the wisdom literature and you you need some more advice on practical living and, and just some... Uh, really godly wisdom to help guide you in decision-making and all this kind of stuff. I know a lot of our um, pillows and framed pictures we like to hang on our walls come from wisdom literature, but that's not all that it is for. There's some really good information within those books. Um, and next up, we have the prophets. And Within the prophets, we have major prophets and minor prophets. And I think the biggest mistake that we make Uh, with this genre is that we only read the major prophets as if they're more important than the other prophets and what they wrote. Uh, But the truth is the only reason they're called major prophets and not minor prophets is simply that their books are longer. The scrolls, the manuscripts, the information that they they wrote is simply just bigger in length, not of importance. And so we could be missing out on uh, a lot of, Good information and ways that God wants to reveal himself to us and speak to us if we only limit ourselves to reading the major prophets such as Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, uh, etc. But the prophets has a lot of really good uh, insight into um, who God is, what God has done, uh, and what God's will is. And so if you want more about the the characteristics of God, that's a good place to go as well. Next up, we're moving on to the New Testament. Now, something important to know is that there is about a 400-year gap in between uh, the last part of the Old Testament and the first part of the New Testament. And so, there was a lot of stuff uh, really kind of taking place and occurring uh, that God had planned and purposely uh, been a part of in order for Uh, that 400-year period to take place. But within that 400-year period, God did not speak to his people. God was silent. And so, we pick up in the New Testament with the Gospel of Matthew. And within the Gospel of Matthew, we see that uh, after these 400 years of God being silent, although several stuff was taking place, like I said, one of those things, the Roman road being built, a lot of Uh, things happening in order for the transmission of the gospel to be made more accessible. Uh, But all of this is happening and we see that everything's about to change because Jesus is born. And that starts in the gospel of Matthew. And we have four different gospels, gospels from the perspective of four uh, different people. And um, I think it's one of the questions that we ask ourselves when, where in the Bible should I start? When we're looking more specifically at the Gospels, it's like, okay, if they're all saying the same thing, then, you know, why does it matter which one I read? But just like us and how we have different personalities, different unique experiences and perspectives on things, uh, there's a purpose behind having each of these insights into the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So with Matthew and looking at that, Matthew has a, a, a big emphasis on the Old Testament and, and the focus of what is written in the Old Testament and, and how what Jesus is saying and what Jesus is doing relates to the Old Testament. So that is a, a good place to go if that's what you're looking for, if that's something that interests you. Uh, if not, then moving on to Mark mark is very quick mark is straight to the point he doesn't mess around he's like i don't need to go into a lot of detail i'm just going to describe what happened and say what it looked like what i saw this is this is what happened this is what went down all right so Mac gets mark not mac mark gets straight to the point and uh so that's um, one of the benefits of mark if you're wanting to you know read through the life death and resurrection of jesus uh kind of supplementing maybe another part of the Bible you're reading um, and still wanting to look into uh, Jesus and what happened in his life and ministry while also reading something else. Mark is a great place to go. Uh, next up is Luke. And I think one of the the key characteristics and differences about Luke compared to the other gospels, especially Mark, is that he is very specific and very detailed in what he is writing. Uh, I think many people have, uh, scholars have Said that Luke was a doctor, and so if Luke was a doctor, he's he's very into all the details, right? He's very into the specifics and the complications of things. He's very smart. Uh, so Luke is uh, very specific and very detailed. Luke also writes what's coming up uh, in Acts, and Acts is you know more of the historical portion of the the church and how that started, and, and he's very specific with names and with places and times and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's a good place to go when looking at the Gospels if you want uh, some good details. Next up is John. And I think one of the big key features of John, and maybe this is the reason why John is used so often and read so often, is that it has an emotional influence. John is a very emotional writer. Whenever reading uh, the Gospel of John, you can really feel... um, how he felt about Jesus and what he was seeing and it really spills out onto the page and I think a lot of us resonate with that because we are impacted by Jesus and what he did for us and so reading the book of John is a good place to go uh, for an emotional influence. Next up in the New Testament we have the the really the book of history for the New Testament. You know, we had the books of history in the Old Testament, but this is the book of church history which is Acts. In Acts, you really get a a beautiful glimpse of what happened right after Jesus died on the cross, resurrected, and then eventually ascended. We see how the the gospel had spread throughout the nations, how it was preached to different people and how there was persecution within that. But there was also uh, people withstanding that persecution for the sake of the gospel and uh, we kind of get a, a little picture of of how we have what we have now, how, how the gospel is spread all across the world and uh, really changing so many people's lives even to this day. This is where uh, we see the start of that. So that that is the book of history of the New Testament, which is Acts. And uh, next up, we have the epistles. And uh, these epistles written by uh, different people, a lot of them written by Paul, are really just uh, letters and manuscripts written to different people, different churches, um, all with a specific purpose and intent. Uh, so I can't really just get on here and say that there's a general uh, intent behind all of these because there is uh, there was certain things going on within these churches and these people's lives uh, that the writers, that each writer of these epistles uh, wrote this letter four wrote this uh, document for, and uh, it was to those specific people at that specific time for that specific purpose. Um, but that doesn't mean that we can't draw application out of it. Because if in looking at the context of each of these and doing our research and eventually reading uh, these books, we can take the truth that is described within them and we can allow that truth to change our lives and, and to guide us and to mold us into who God wants us to be and what he wants us to do. Um, so, yeah, that's, a that's you know, epistles is a place that is also very heavily read. And I think one of the dangers a lot of us make is only staying in the epistles. We kind of avoid the Old Testament completely. Every now and then we'll read a gospel. But uh, the epistles is super applicable uh, a lot of stuff to highlight, to underline, and to circle. And because of that, uh, that's the only place that we stay. And, you know, the epistles are great, but my encouragement to you is don't just stay there. You know, you go around, go to the different books, especially the Old Testament, and uh, really deepen your insight and your perspective so that when you go to read those again— um, God can speak to you in a new way and in a way that can have a lot of power in what you're going through and what you need to hear and how He wants to reveal Himself to you. And last but not least, we have the apocalyptic literature, which is revelation. And uh Revelation, I know a lot of us have a view of revelation, like, ah, oh, that's scary. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, but we have to understand that. Um, what is within Revelation is very poetic and uh, symbolic of, of God's intention uh, for all of humanity and, and what is going to happen and uh, and truly doing uh, good research and maybe we'll do a podcast on the Book of Revelation later on, but uh, in looking at what Revelation is actually talking about, it is truly beautiful, truly beautiful, and it's something that uh, should be read within the right context, um, but should not be avoided as well. So these are the different genres of the Bible. These are the different uh, different perspectives and, and methods of writing that God decided to inspire and uh, people to write, and I think this is super cool that depending on what we're going through, what we need to learn, and really what we don't know, and how God wants to speak to us uh, we can choose these different genres and look into those, and, and that's one of uh, the the ways that we can read the Bible. So in asking, where in the Bible should I start? Maybe the first thing we have to do is just to have an understanding of what lies within the Bible, because I think if we, we don't know what's in it, we won't know where to go. Uh, but also, there's two things that I think all of us need to do uh, when asking this question, and, and those two things are praying, and planning, I think if prayer is not a part of where we should read, then we're really just walking aimlessly, and that's that might lead us astray. Now, obviously, if it leads us to the Bible, then that's still a good place to go. <laughs> but I think through praying and asking God, God, what do you want to speak to me? Where where do you want me to read? What how do you want to reveal yourself to me? Uh, where in this Bible should I go, God? Where in your scriptures? Are you wanting to speak directly to me, God, and just show me um, what I need to know in this season of my life? And I think by going to God through that prayer, uh, he can answer that. He can answer that maybe directly to us, maybe through somebody else. And uh, But I think we should not avoid prayer. Prayer should be a part of every time we ask that question of where in the Bible should I read? And the next thing is planning. Uh, I think a lot of us, can see reading the Bible as just kind of like a one-time event. Okay, once I read every book, then I'm good. That's all I need to do. I've read the Bible. I'm officially a great Christian. <laughs> but the reading the Bible is not just a one-time event. It's a discipline. It's a discipline. I mean, if done correctly, I mean, we should, after surrendering our lives to Christ, have reading the Bible be a part of the rest of our life. And I think if we really believe that that we're going to be reading the Bible for the rest of our life. Then, you know, we shouldn't feel rushed to just try to read everything super quickly and get it all done so we can check the box. Uh, but it's a discipline, you know. I think when looking at working out, and a lot of people, you know, with the new year making a new year resolution and saying I'm going to start working out, it's going to be great. I'm going to go to the gym every day and uh, just get swole. A lot of people fall out of that. Because they don't have a plan. They don't have a plan. They walk in aimlessly. They have no idea what they're doing. They have no idea where to go. And because of that, they get discouraged and they walk out. They walk out. And it's, it's because they experienced discomfort and because they didn't have a plan, they fell through. But with the Bible, we can't give up. We can't give up whenever we're uncomfortable. We can't give up whenever you know there's just a couple names that are a little hard to read and a little hard to describe or maybe something we just don't really know where to start and something just sounds kind of confusing to us and we're flipping through the pages in our Bible, closing our eyes, putting our finger on a random thing and hoping it's going to relate exactly to what we're going through in this moment. But if we walk aimlessly, we'll get discouraged the Bible and reading God's word should be a discipline in our life. It should be something that is carried with us every single day. You know, I I forget who says it, but something that I learned in uh, the orientation of, you know, working in full-time ministry at, at the church that I work at was uh, every day before looking into the face of man, you should look into the face of God. You know, how do we, how do we really have a glimpse and a knowledge of who we are and, who other people are, if we're not looking into the only source of truth about those things, which is God's word. And so the Bible is a discipline. We need to have it uh, be an everyday part of our lives. And if that's true, if that's true that we're going to be reading the Bible for the rest of our lives, then it's important that we have uh, a plan, a structure to that. And and I think uh, one of these ways, these plans and ways of reading the Bible that has uh, helped me is the Bible app is really simply the Bible app. Within the Bible app, there's a lot of different plans that are already laid out for you that have a little devotional point. They have uh, uh, different books of the Bible and chapters to read based on maybe it's a specific uh, thing you're going through. Maybe it's, you know, a chronological Bible reading. Um which chronological, there's chronological, chronological Bibles out there that aren't even on the Bible app. You can have a physical Bible in front of you, uh, in order. Um, maybe it's genre based. Maybe your plan is based on the genre and, you know, I know we look at Star Wars and we're like, okay, so the first movie that came out was episode four. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And I think sometimes we we read the New Testament and we start in the Gospels as as if that's where it starts off. And then we go and read the Old Testament and say, okay, that makes sense. Now I see why Jesus was talking about this and why this happened. But maybe that's one way that we have our plan is is reading through the new testament and then reading the old testament afterwards or maybe we want to read the old testament first and see kind of what happened and then read the new testament maybe we want to start with the gospels and then extend to the epistles and then read the old testament afterwards whatever the case may be we need to have a plan we need to have a plan we can't simply just open up our bible try to read something do it once get discouraged, not know where to go next, and then give up and then not open our Bible again for another several months. That's not the way it was meant to be. You know, there might be discomfort. You might get discouraged sometimes. You might be confused, but don't let that discomfort make you give up. If you don't know what something means, look it up. If you don't know the context behind a certain book, research it. There's YouTube videos that do overviews on the different books of the Bible that are super helpful and help you get an insight to to each of these books. But if if we just feel a little bit of discomfort and we feel like, well, I know I have enough time right now to read my Bible, but I don't know where to go, and we let that cause us to not read our Bible at all, we are honestly—and I've told this to several people before that um, are talking about how they really haven't spent— any time in God's word. And I fall into this too. So I'm not just judging. I'm not judging other people. Like I, there's several times in my life where I have uh, not spent time in God's word. But what I tell them is you're robbing yourself. You're simply robbing yourself of what God wants to speak to you, what God wants to do for you, what he's already done for you. Like, and it's something that i've done myself i've robbed myself of uh, being poured into being filled by god's word and i know every time in my life that i've consistently been in god's word it's been a lot easier to avoid sin it's been a lot easier to be obedient it's been a lot easier to look at god and say okay you're worthy of worship because the bible is the only source of truth and so when we look into it we get an accurate view of who God is, who we are, and what our purpose is. And so I think, you know, all this to say, I know I'm kind of getting on a tangent here and just talking about reading your Bible in general, but the question is where in the Bible should I start? And when looking at that question, we have to pray and we have to plan. Ask God, let him lead you, and then set a plan. And don't fall away from that plan. And when you finish that plan, make another plan make another plan and follow through with it and you're going to experience blessing because of that because i i don't think we can truly just read god's word and leave unchanged if we're if we're reading god's word and allowing it to mold us and to guide us into the people that god has called us to be everything changes everything changes so Uh, I hope that looking into these different genres of the Bible has helped you in these different tools that I have personally used. Uh, And uh, within that, I know there still might be several questions, but uh, feel free to shoot us a DM on the Instagram at the.walk.podcast. Ask those questions. If it's not to me, maybe find someone that you look up to that you trust uh, and just ask them, hey, what's your favorite book in the Bible? Hey, what are you reading right now? And uh, what are you learning from that? And I think looking to other people can actually help us find uh, where we can go to. Uh, but don't avoid reading God's word. Pray about it. Plan it. And through doing that, I think that all of us will be blessed and will be uh, better leaders for Christ. So I hope this episode helped you out. Uh, I hope maybe you learned something new or were reminded of something true. Uh, but until next time, have a great week.